Hey everyone, welcome back to the BioNexus podcast series, Autism Uprooted. Today we will be speaking again to the wonderful Alexandra from the UK. Um, Alexandra has achieved extraordinary results with both her boys. And uh, we will be discussing as to how and why. So let's proceed and welcome Alexandra back to today's podcast. Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodie A. Darshaw, who holds a PhD in Integrative Medicine, is board certified in Integrative Pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw. Alexandra, welcome back to the BioNexus Podcast. Thank you, Dr. Dashaw. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. I'm glad to be here in this position now able to smile and to live finally a happy and normal life. Both the boys are doing well? Um, Incredible, both of them, both of them. They are literally thriving at this point. I'm so happy that both of them are doing so good. And I was discussing with my husband about it and it was the best decision when we got Patrick to start the proper protocol, it not just that it helped him to get better with his problems, but Philip is thriving now. Philip is is the younger one. Yes. Younger brother, yes. And, you know, I, I always look upon all the children around the world that I help. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful to feel that I have um, extended family in 89 countries, you know, so... I'm I'm really proud of the boys. I'm really proud of you as well. You know, I know that it's, you know, the protocol is great. It's customized, but ultimately it's up to the family members to, yeah. to follow the, the, the protocol correctly, to do additional efforts on their own as well. I mean, you know, um, many times we think, it's common sense, but as you know, right, common sense is very uncommon. So it's important to kind of help people to uh, put a spotlight on other things in addition to just diligently following the, the protocol that can help children recover well. You know, Alexandra, one thing that you said that I really like is that um, actually for those watching, right, Alexandra has uh, uh, has had a couple podcasts with Bionexus before because we were tracking the progress of little Philip and he has made so many strides. So, so uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to link to those podcasts in the description so those interested can quickly um, go to Alexandra's other podcasts. But um, Alexandra, coming back to you, one thing that you said was, Dr. Deshore, I don't have too many videos to share today because, you know, uh, I'm not monitoring anything. I don't need to. Everything has gone back to normal and if you know if if i put a camera in his face it looks like it's it's posed you know it's it, everything is so natural now he he's become bilingual you said so i'll i'll let you explain that 
So basically, since we've seen each other last time for a podcast, yes, a lot has changed. We have even gone through a massive flare somewhere in October. But I do, I do understand these things because, as you know, I have studied a lot and I have got myself involved in things that I wasn't thinking they are necessary because you're somehow counting on the doctor you go and see a doctor it doesn't matter that it's an, a doctor from the medical system it's an, a natural naturopathic doctor an integrative it doesn't matter you are just going to the doctor and you explain expect him to give you a magic pill either way or another and cure these things there is not a cure for it it's a lifestyle that you need to adapt and to integrate within the whole family. And it's much more complex. And I have managed to realize lately, like in the past month, discussing with the girls in the groups and with other parents and even with people on the streets, because now the whole community can see the progress in Philip. And now everybody stops me and is like, they are not just, oh my goodness, this child it's autistic, maybe he's having a meltdown, the mom is fighting, oh, poor mom, she's struggling to get him to school. Everybody's looking at him and he's asking, what have you done to him? What happened? And I'm like, well, what do you mean what happened? It's like a couple of months ago, you were struggling to get him to school. He was literally like crawling to school. And now he's going with his backpack, he's holding his brother's hands and they are walking independently and you're behind them like you can even stop and talk to someone while they are waiting for you quietly. What have you done? And I was like, well, we are following some protocol, but it's not just that. We had to adjust our life due to his medical problems. And this is what's happening. And then they want to find out more. And this is the way like, now half of the neighborhood knows his problem and they are looking different to him and to everything that's happening and even to their kids because uh, I was talking yesterday with someone and it's like I'm concerned that my daughter might be autistic she's not like all the time she's like just sometimes blanking out and I'm like well what's her diet and she said she's intolerant to dairy but I'm not really following any diet and I said that's the key give her the right food and she will try, try that. And she was like, well, listening to your story made me realize that I'm making this mistake. And as I was discussing, like even this week, I was on the group and somebody was asking, which type of bread is better for a gluten-free bread? Is it this one or is it the other one? And I was like, well, did you check the ingredients? Like, okay, you can get bread from the shop because you're late, you've had a busy life and done that. But look at on the ingredients. In the ingredients, the only thing that it didn't have was gluten. But apart from that, it was having like um, additives, preservatives. It was having uh, it, sugar, starches, starches. Uh, coloring. Right. Um, oh, oh my God, coloring, coloring as well. Food coloring as right. well. And all that, and I was asking, like, you'd rather give him a homemade bread with gluten and everything than give him these things, because this for me is, like, toxic. Like, I'll rather give him a bread that I made with normal flour, yes, with wheat that has gluten inside, 
and it's made by me with just flour, water, yeast, and it's homemade, then giving him that thing that the only thing it doesn't have is gluten, but it has lactose, it has the whole rest of the whole shebang. Inflammatory, um, Let me, yes, I, I love what you said. So I, I wanted to add there, you know, a couple things. One is you mentioned uh, your neighbor and uh, her child's dairy intolerance and hasn't done anything about it. And then, you know, this bread with crazy, uh, I mean, crazy is the word, you know, crazy ingredients. Um, like we said early on, you know, it is uh, more than just following any protocol which is required. You know, what happens is 70, more than 70% of your immune system is in the gut. And if the immune system is being bombarded with antigens, what is going to happen? It is not just, you know, so after after a certain point, I, I agree that let food be thy medicine, but this is if you are following it right from the start. If you are just, uh, if your child is already affected, any family member is already affected and you've ignored it, you, you know, maybe they'll grow out of it. Um, and then you, you end up with, with the IBS, you end up with ADHD issues, you know, uh, at the very least, if your child has symptoms from food food intolerances, they are not going to achieve their full genetic potential academically in life. It will not happen. You will see them go on through life, but you have seen the, the extraordinary benefits of going the extra mile, you know, with the diet, with the exercise, uh, other than the herbal protocol. So your neighbor's child may end up needing intervention investigation so that you know uh, to make sure that the gut is okay the immune system is okay uh, but all these antigens in the gut they dysregulate the immune system and then what else do they do they punch holes in the lining causes leaky gut then there is translocation or movement of gut bacteria uh, the byproducts of the gut bacteria, right? You know, toxins, the bacteria, of course, they pee, they poop, they shed their skin. So all of these byproducts, they can travel anywhere. They go to the liver, they go to the brain. Once they are in the bloodstream, it can go anywhere. And then you get symptoms, right? You know, you, you get allergies. Oh, uh, I have a nose that's always running, um, um, my son has, uh, you know, and we have this chronic cough um, that that's always there. So there are many such symptoms. I've had some adults end up with uh, with the fatty liver disease, uh, and fatty liver disease is it fat? No, you don't have to go on a low fat diet. You you have to understand that this is bacterial byproducts that are coming into the liver. And your cholesterol molecule, the LDL, is trying to bind these toxins, which is why so many of your lab results look like, oh my God, I have high cholesterol. Oh my God, I, I have you know, fatty liver disease. Um, but you, the, the root causes have to be dealt with. So um, anyways, yes. So you, you have been making homemade food 
We are making homemade food since forever, like since we started, awesome. since we've learned that this might be the problem, yeah. we've started making, because I had a busy life, so it was easy for me to get, it wasn't necessarily cereals in the morning when they were one year old, but it was like something quick, a sandwich, something super quick for them to have, and then they were having um fled in school or in nursery they were coming home philip was in a complete meltdown and in a tantrum and i was not understanding what's happening because at home he was a lot more manageable than how he was after school mm. well, i have realized something although the the diet hasn't been the cleanest especially because we've traveled a lot this time well me giving them a packed lunch in school although in school they were in a gluten-free dairy-free uh diet but me giving them packed lunch has made a massive difference in everything because again in all this period we had covid one more time and we had influenza a again well everybody was suffering like because my whole family got it my brother was crying with fever with pain oh. my mother couldn't breathe everybody was in pain even for patrick was a bit harsh because he was uh, he was right after this uh the surgery and he was feeling sick and weak philip had a fever vomited once and that's it and he got over it apart awesome. from got over it no regression no nothing patrick stayed with a cough for maybe two weeks and a half something like this but he's just at the beginning of the protocol. We, we've only started like how many months? It's like four months now. So Patrick, like yes. Patrick, yes. yes. And he has been into a surgery, as I said, is a bit different with Patrick. Patrick is just now building his immune system, which was very compromised on almost collapsing as Philip was. So, um, yeah, just these simple things, me giving them packed lunch in school, with cooked food, whatever I'm cooking for them to have at home, I'm just packing it and putting it for them in school, has made a massive difference. And I have realized that maybe we are not necessarily teaching. We are sharing information with parents in regards to which protocol works better, what sort of uh, supplements, and but they are missing the most important bits like how to choose your food, how to clean your house, how to make a bubble around the child, especially at the beginning when he's starting to heal. I was having a discussions with one of the girls that is on the protocol. She's calling me and she said, I don't know what to do. I think he's die off. He's not really making progress. I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, this must be, must be something wrong. And she was like, I'm trying to change all the carpets. And I was like, hold on a second. Before you're taking him into a new flare, like taking all that dust, all that mold out in the air again, take a break and let's see what's happening. It's like, what is he eating? Well, he's eating gluten-free pizza and whatever. And I was like, are you making the pizza? And she was like, no, I'm buying it it's plant-based and I was like did you ever read the ingredients on it and she was it's just plant-based and I was like no it's just powders 
synthetic things tasting like salami, bread, whatever it's you put in on cheese, whatever you put on the pizza. So what's the point on giving him that and making the body deal with processing the substances within the food instead of giving him proper food? At least the body knows how to digest. Okay, you're not going to make a progress. You're not going to heal yourself. But at least he's not coping with digesting processed food. And uh, yeah, I have realized that parents don't really know the basics and definitely the progress of the child is not gonna be the same because everybody's like yeah your philip is doing progress because he's little and i said no philip was very compromised when we started he was paralyzed in bed he we were and you can confirm that dr dashore we were almost losing him like losing him yes he was just on the edge he couldn't talk, he couldn't walk, he was just in pain, crying and being paralyzed. Well, from that to having a hyper, I prefer to have a hyper child, you know, that he's running around and uh, swearing because his OCD is off to the limit than having a child paralyzed and almost dying and not being able to, to eat, to drink, to get nutrients inside of him, you know. It's I'm always telling to the parents that I'm talking to, you need to make the difference from the behavior and from the sickness. The kids are always pushing with the behavior because they are choosing the easy, um, I don't know, option. It's going to be easy for them to cry than, I don't know, chew on the uh, veggies. It's going to be always easy for them to cry and you're going to give them crisps. And what's the point? You're wasting their time, nothing else but their time and their health. I agree, Alexandra. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, you can interrupt me. I'll be interrupting you as well. But you, you mentioned such important points that I, I have the need to uh, need to elaborate a little bit. for. Please for do. It's a lot more important, your explanation than what I'm saying. No, not at all. No, no, no. Uh, uh, moms are the most important thing, you know, and, and the, the way mothers handle families. I mean, the mother is the heart of the family. Um, so what, what you mentioned was, uh, one thing was that Philip is not having major, major flare-ups anymore. That is something which we will address in, in a little bit, right? Yes, you, you, the body is going to reach a point. That is the goal, you know, uh, to reach the point where you're exposed to stuff because life goes on, right? You know, and Alexandra mentioned that in the beginning, you have to attempt to make this bubble around the child, but that doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're, the whole life he's going to live in a bubble. No, it's just in the beginning, to empower the immune system, get that overactive immune system from pans, pandas that our kids have to get that to be stable. Slowly, the Tregs will rise, right? Regulatory T cells, you know, and uh, the Tregs are really important because they are the ones that will tell your immune cells, you know, hey, calm down, you know, um, back up with the bazookas. You don't have to attack the colon. You don't have to attack the brain. This is all good. So it shows that Philip's T-regs have gone up, which is the goal, which is great. Second is um, reading the labels, plant-based, 
I mean, uh, plant-based is is a, a very dubious word. And I, you know, it's so simple. Read the ingredients. If the if you cannot pronounce the ingredients, you know, if 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 there is anything hydrolyzed, any kind of protein, remember, most all the antigens are proteins that set off the immune system to go into a pans pandas flare. It is very easy, you know. Um, uh, I'm glad you actually caught that with this mom who spoke with you. Because it's very easy to get caught up in this vicious cycle. And I'm, I'm going to analyze uh, what you said, right? Two things. One is uh, they were doing the full protocol. They're slowly building up, following directions, doing all the herbals correctly. And then, you know, uh, supposedly following the gluten-free and casein-free diet. Now, in the protocol, right, Dr. Deshore has explained the detox reaction, die-off reaction. So many people think that any darn reaction my child mm -hmm. has, it could be cough, cold, flu, bad food, is all because of the protocol. Like, hello. No, 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 no. Please try to understand. You have to analyze what is going on with your child, right? It's not the protocol. If, you know, what, what is the child eating? In the middle of the protocol buildup, with the child being at home, are you ripping up all the carpets without opening the windows, without having a, a, you know, a good uh, HEPA air purifier running? If you're not doing all of those and you're just ripping stuff up, then you're providing the immune system with exposure. And that is why you're getting um, a pants flare. It is not always die off. I think I, I mentioned this to you uh, before, or maybe I mentioned in, in one of my podcasts, I had one mom reach out to me from Southeast Asia. Oh my God, doctor, it's an emergency. You know, he's, he's having a massive die off. Um, like, okay, for how long? It's been a whole week and it's not getting better. So I'm like, can you describe so she goes like, yes, um, he's having uh, vomiting, he's having diarrhea, he's having stomach pain, he's having a fever, he has a cough. Um, and I'm like, mom, you just described to me stomach virus. Every symptom of stomach virus, that is not die-off. I have done so many podcasts on die-off that it is the existing symptoms. I mean, you know, I, um, I'll, I'll put a link to the die-off as well. We also did a family's Q&A with die-off to get them to understand. But I guess, you know, there's only so much that uh, that I can do. Like I explain in every appointment, we explain, you've been explaining. So I think uh, the point that you're making is uh, very important, is to be aware of what's going on. Um, I will explain as well, for example, because we started uh, one of the new products, yes, and I was expecting die-off. Yes, it happened. Philip's um, um, elbows and knees got red, yes. It lasted for two hours, three hours, and then he's been fine. This is what's happening when the protocol, because definitely everybody following the protocol sees the protocol working. So when it's working, you know that the die-off is going to get less and less and you're not going to feel it. Don't expect the child to 
have a massive uh, die-off when the protocol is already set for a couple of months. Look of what are you doing wrong? Because you can't just expect to give some supplements and have him being well. As I said, is there are so many things from the air that he's breathing, from the water that he's drinking, the water that he's washing uh, with um, food, everything. And most of all, the connection that you've got with the child. You can't expect to give a child some supplements. And I'm not talking for all the parents, but there are some parents doing that, giving them supplements, leaving the child on the phone, and then waiting for the child to recover. Well, those kids, even if their brain inflammation is going to go down, they've got, I will call them like, empty pockets that you need to fill them with information you need to explain to them how the things work in life so they're going to be able to use it yes sometimes they've got the capacity even that if the brain is inflamed to retain the information and once the brain inflammation is down they're going to give you the information and you're going to realize they knew these things because they had contact with it before but if they didn't and they have spent four, five, six years just on the phone because that was the situation, the child was having meltdowns, tantrums, and you need to somehow carry on with life and you give him the phone or the tablet or whatever you're doing for him just to keep him calm so you can take care the, to, uh, for the rest of the family, then at the minute the child inflammation is going down, you really need to start communicating with him and you need to start with exactly what you would do with a baby. Yes, a milestone, crawling, teach him all that because everything is important and they're going to give him the steps to go further. He can't do, I don't know, uh, he can't climb on the rope when he's in the park if he doesn't know how to crawl on the floor, on solid floor, you know what I mean? You can't expect him to get him in the park and him to know how to play functional with the toys in the park or with the equipment in the park if he hasn't been exposed before to that or if you don't show him or if he can't do the move because that's a different thing that we are seeing in the kids. And I can see it in Philip. He loves to do coloring. Okay. Oh, he likes to he likes to color. I I remember you had um, uh, shared a video. Yes. Uh, about um, you know Philip coloring and how you were explaining and interacting. You know what? Um, I would like to take a little break here, and continue because I think you're you're making a a, a good and important point that we would like to expand on a bit further without any time restriction okay so right so we will be uh further discussing the various elements that are involved in making sure that your child attains his full potential in part two so uh for those watching right remember to watch part two we will link again so you're going to have many links in this uh, uh, in this very important podcast and um, right, and until then, I will see you soon because I'll, I'm, I'm going to be continuing recording part two. And um, until I see you again, until you join us again, 
Thank you for joining this time. Keep smiling and namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals, on the BioNexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugged. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.